No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Look, if you're going to be going to shows... You need some new clothes. You can't be wearing clothes that you were wearing back in 2020 to shows. I mean, you can. You can. But you can go to shoptourbus.com and hook yourself up with some Grateful Dead inspired merch like hoodies, tees, um, stickers, yeah, tote bags. wardrobe refresh. Yeah, get that fresh look. Get yourself a, a t-shirt that says trucking in picture or... Uh, Drums in space with pictures. And let it grow. With and pictures. And these are also some of the most comfortable shirts that I have, have ever owned. They do have pictures. And they're going to give you free shipping. If you put in the promo code NSR when you check out, that's going to come to you. Free shipping. And it's going to come in a hand-designed, one-of-a-kind box. The Grateful Dead lyric on the inside. And all kinds of extras. And some of you are going to get a Miracle Grateful Dead bootleg inside that box. So go to shoptourbus.com. Put in the promo code at No Simple Road when you check out. And yeah, do that. One of our proud sponsors is Finn and Wheel. Finn and Wheel. Finn and Wheel make dope poster prints that are done on 100 pound cover stock premium quality FSC certified paper for all you paper nerds out there. These are dope. These are clean prints. They're offering up five designs right now on their website which is finnandwheel.com. And they are giving a poster away. Yeah, if you go over to at finnandwheel on Instagram, you can go on there, you do the usual thing, you go on there, you like finnandwheel, you like their post, or you follow them, you like their post, tag two friends, and you have until March 31st to do this. And they will be giving away one of their prints, which is the Enjoy the Ride print. This is definitely something you're going to want to frame and put up in your living room. If you're one of those people like us that likes to put up beautiful posters in your home, then you're going to want to get a nice frame for this and hook it up. And and they are hooking you up with 10% off when you put in the promo code NSR. You are going to get 10% off your poster and you're going to get some free stickers. So go to finandwheel.com and get yourself something nice. You deserve it. You guys are great. You should have nice things all the time. All of you. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. 
Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. Sometimes I don't. Where's my sweater? Make a fun of me. Call me grandpa. Make a fun of me. Hey, no. No Simple Road family. What's happening? Everybody, this is Aaron. This is Mel. This is Grandpa Apple. Unky Apple over here. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we we were just listening to the intro music. We've had that escaper intro music for how long? Like six months, more? By the way, thank you guys from Escaper. Whoa, who did that? And as soon as he said it, I was just like, I was oh, like, escaper? Look, we all, Aaron, we all have our moments around here. I have never here. forgotten yeah, anything. Yeah, Mr. Oh, Mathematician. Right. Okay. <laughs> Everything always right. How Listen, long is it? We, perfect dates. I know, so right? So you guys are going to MSG in three days. <laughs> That's right. Fucking, we're going to Skull and Roses in like 45 No, we already hours. went last weekend, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Make fun of me. I, I, I kid because I love. That's okay. That's true. I'll take that, I guess. Everybody, right. guess what? Welcome we, back. We have a, a extra stupendous special guest this week. We have an icon yeah. on this show this like, week. All joking aside, this is in the pantheon of Grateful Dead universe. Do we, I think we should say it all together like we do. We yeah, I agree. Who's, One, our, who's our guest two, this week? Three. Melvin Seals. What? Yeah, Melvin Seals. Melvin came in. Thank you, this, Melvin. This one was really special because this was our first interview after moving into the new studio. Yes, and it who is. better to like christen your new christen church, your church just imagine Melvin Seals? 
you're sitting down and then all of a sudden you see smoke coming underneath the door and then pretty soon the entire room is filled with smoke. That's how Melvin's energy was. Or if Apple's in the next room. (laughs) I just mean like it kind of came in, it it seeped in and it filled the space. The minute his face popped onto the Zoom. That smile. That smile. That smile is that you can't. You can't look at Melvin and not smile. He is Mm -hmm. so, I mean, he is low. He's got one of my favorite uh, drawings that I've done too. It's not that special, but it just, it goes with what. um, You know, I've meant to take pictures of your And I've said it a million times. And I keep forgetting. Sometimes there's personal things that I write about the person that. (laughs) Why do you get the Omega symbol? Because he is the Omega. Omega. Okay. It, I, he, it came to me. I was like, okay. Wow. So look, you've heard maybe, uh, I'm, I'm assuming here, but most of you have probably heard interviews with Melvin in the past. You have not heard this interview with Melvin and you have not heard this topic of conversation with Melvin. This this is yeah, special. and he and he he well you'll know it because he says he it he that. tells a special story he says he, he only told this one time yeah to one to one person mm-hmm. one time really I don't, right. okay I yeah. don't remember that yeah and my favorite thing that he said what leaves the heart reaches the heart yeah he I said that, that. A, a few times and I. I I mean that is literally words to live by for anything whether you're a musician. An artist, a therapist, a even if whatever. you're sweeping floors, everything. Yeah, that's that is words to live your life by. If it leaves the heart, it reaches, reaches the heart. The heart, and uh, I know that this podcast and this conversation came from the heart. So I know for a fact it will Aww, reach it your hearts and um, make you feel the way we felt when this was done. This, like Apple said, this was the inaugural episode for our new studio. And um, it really made me feel like uh, everything we do in here is on another level because of talking with Melvin. And that could sound cheesy, but you'll understand once you hear this well, conversation. I think there's certain times in your life where you realize you're not playing your same small self Mm-mm. or you or you've like actually learned something, maybe like you're practicing guitar and you're practicing a chord and it always was hard but now your fingers just go there and this interview really felt like we're not playing podcasts anymore we're doing it and it felt legitimate and he was so um forthcoming with himself and his career and it was just a really great um, space to be in with him and I'm so grateful can't wait to see him at Skull and Roses yeah um, so you what? just heard in the commercials that all about Skull and Roses but I'm going to plug it again yeah in case you're one of those folks that loves to fast forward past our great commercials we do really good commercials man I'm just saying you know. <laughs> we do we have fun with the commercials yeah. but um, Skull and Roses is happening April 7th through the 10th this interview with Melvin is part of our lead up series Jeff Matson was the first this is our second um april 7th through the 10th in ventura california excuse me saturday saturday april 9th is when melvin will be playing and it's at the ventura county fairgrounds tickets are available at skull and roses and also you can go to www.nosimpleroad.com 
and click on the ticketing link for Skull and Roses there. If you can't go all four days, there are single day tickets available. So you could just come see Melvin and hang out with us. We're going to be there. We're going to be podcasting. We're going to be interviewing. It's going to be a lot of stuff going on. It's a lot. I mean, all of uh, beadwork by Jenny, all her straps are down there at the Dusty Strings exhibit. Like this is going to be a thing. Yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of going on. They got, they got the coolest vendors and every, like it's everything about this festival is so awesome and like old school dead. And you should go on their Instagram because they've been doing some really cool things like featuring some of the people that are vendors and um, you know, each night is a different night um, themed. They've got an Egyptian night. They've got a Chinese New Year, um, New Year Mardi, Gras. Mardi Gras. So <clears throat> come dress up, have fun. Mel's all about the dress up. I'm, I am about the dress up because you know what? If it wasn't for people like me that love to dress up, festivals could be boring. Um. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's the dressing up that makes a festival. Um, fun. Yeah. When well, you see somebody, would... like, think about when we went to Summer Meltdown. Everybody's outfit was so oh, fantastic. True. True. And it made you laugh. And I it's did like see a stormtrooper. It was great. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. It, I got it's like you, you're not expecting whatever this person has thought up in their head. And then you're just thinking you're going to go listen to some music. Cool, fun. Next thing you know, you bump into Chewbacca. That's great. Well, what was the other? Oh, <laughs> Saturday, the Saturday night stuff at Northwest String Summit, too. Saturday nights. Like, there's three astronauts, the, the chimpanzee astronauts. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that that was a trip. See, there's a lot that's, of costumes And so there. if you're any type of, you know, in any kind of way, and you see a freaking astronaut and like a puppy, that's awesome. Yeah. And also, like Mel's saying, um, if you go to the Skull and Roses website, there's also the Wall of News. You can go check that out. It's it's pretty dope, man. All kinds of interviews with all the artists that are playing. Um, actually literally is a wall of news so go check that out as well and uh yeah we're gonna get you right to this well, interview here, i was gonna Melvin. i was gonna say something real quick uh, yeah in, in case you don't can't make it to skull and roses but you want to see melvin out on the road there uh he's hitting it pretty hard for the next uh, couple months uh this friday march 25th he's going to be in denver for three days friday saturday and sunday at so many roads oh damn then we're going to be seeing him the little break till april 9th when he's at skull and roses and then he's going to be hitting new jersey washington dc maryland new york massachusetts new york new york brooklyn bowl philadelphia brooklyn bowl hartford connecticut norwalk connecticut rochester new york buffalo Pennsylvania, New York, Virginia, South Carolina, Virginia, Ohio. Ohio is going to be the Dark Star Jubilee on May 28th. And then he plays up here in Veneta, Oregon at Earth Dance 2022. And then he's going to be wrapping it up July 15th with Jerry Jam 2022 in Pettyborough, New Hampshire. Wow. So you, there's a lot of opportunities to catch Melvin. Melvin doing his thing out yeah, there. Yeah, and that... that uh. Earth Dance is the 50th anniversary of the Vanita yep, shows. Of the Vanita shows, and that's being put on by our, our buddy who's been on the show, Jake Weaver. Yeah. Oh. So go grab your tickets to that and go check out Melvin down there at Earth Dance. Um, you know what, everybody? This is super special, and I'm really excited to have done this and for all of you to hear it. So we're going to do an abbreviated business. If you're listening to the show, hopefully you already know who we are and where we're at but I will go very quick as, as I want to do from time to time. And then we'll get you to the interview. Follow us on all the social media platforms at no simple road. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. 
do all the things over there, sign up for a tarot reading, get your merch, do all the things. And then also go call 971-808-1524. That is the tepid line where you can call in and leave trip reports and do all kinds of fun stuff, recipes, tell us about your cat, give us a, tell us about your favorite rainbow. I don't Anything know you want to do. 971-808-1524. But the most important thing you can do besides that stuff is go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Patreon is how, I'm going to slow down. Patreon is how we pay for the show, everybody. That's how we keep doing this. That's how we continue to bring you guests like Melvin. Putting on a podcast costs money. If you listen every week, I would implore you to sign up for as little as a buck a month. Just a buck. And cute dollars. Not lot, it's man. not a lot. Quarter show. Hook it up, man. You Be like, I'm hooking up No Simple Road with a dollar every month. And then you're happy. And we're happy. And we keep bringing shows. And then you're stoked. And you get to keep, we get to keep you company. It's fun. That helps us get out there more. Go to more shows, more festivals, meet people. The other thing you can do is go to Apple Podcasts. You can go on there. You can give us that five-star review. You can go beyond that, and you can give us a little bit of a review. And we got a new review Yay! just Yay! since the other day. So yeah. this is from Tuesday from Vanovac. Van from Cedar Rapids. Five stars. Hello. Thanks for being awesome and bringing these awesome inspirational talks to the people. Thank you, Van. Wow. Thank you, Van. So Thanks, man. I, I just pulled this up. I was I was like, there's not going to be one. We just Short put out an episode, Aww. and bam. Much to my surprise, I got goosebumps and very excited. And thank you, Van, Aww. for Apple's, supporting Apple's us. Apple's hair is all standing up and stuff. It is. It is. It is. That. If you want to make Apple's hair stand up, just go on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, click on the little search thing, put in No Simple Road, and scroll down a little bit. And as you scroll down, you'll see a thing that says Reviews, and, you can, and there's a thing that says Leave a Review, and then you can click the five stars and you can go a step further and type something out like Van did. And then you're awesome in our book. And, and my hair will stand up yeah. and I'll feel all fuzzy. Um, <clears throat> uh, what am I forgetting? I, I think that was it. Tap in. Tap in. All, I did, did the tap, tap in. All right. Then Patreon, we're good to go. Do the things. Okay. All the social media things. Yeah. I'm going to say it again because I said it fast. You can sign up for a tarot reading with Mel and I. Heck yeah. At nosimpleroad.com. If you've ever wanted to get a tarot reading before, you can get one done with the Grateful Dead Tarot Deck by Melanie and I. You will get a synopsis of your tarot reading. You will get a personalized playlist based on the cards that you pulled because it, it, every card in the Grateful Dead tarot deck is a Grateful Dead song. And you will um, hang out with me and Mel for an hour. So go on there, check that out, do the things. Anyway, do it with us. We are going to get you to the interview. Remember, everybody, hang out after we're done talking to Melvin because you are going to catch up with the three of us and see how our life is going. So, all right, <laughs> ready? Without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you Melvin, Melvin Seals.
Elvin Seals. Wow. <laughs> the legend. How you doing, man? Oh. oh, I don't know about all that. I'm doing great today. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm Aaron, man. Aaron, good to meet you. All good right. to meet you too, Melvin. Aaron, my okay. name is Mel. So nice to meet you. Likewise. Thank you. Good meeting Aaron. you. And then I'm the third one here. I'm Apple. And thank you for joining us today, Melvin, on this beautiful Sunday. All right. It is a beautiful Sunday. You're right about that. <laughs> where Where are you at, Melvin? I am in San Francisco right now. Is that, is that home. home base? That is home for me. All right, man. So, um, yeah. you know, lots happening. <laughs> well, first and foremost, thanks for agreeing to do this for us. We are so excited to have you on No Simple Road. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. We met um, very briefly in 2019 at, um, at Skull and Roses, um, but you were on and off stage over and over again. We were, we were trying to catch up with you, but we didn't have the chance. And um, I'm oh. glad it finally came around now, man. Yeah. Well, we're here now. We're yeah. Here now. Yes. So Melvin, I mean, I don't even know where to start with you. With <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I, you know, I want to ask you a question, man. Over a career spanning so many years, you've done countless, countless interviews. And I'm sure like been asked the same boring questions over and over and over again. And I wonder, is there anything that like you've always wanted to talk about and nobody has ever asked you about? Mm, wow. That's a good question. Nick. Had you asked me that early and I thought about it, <laughs> I probably could have came up with a lot of things, but just off the top of my head, not really All right. right now. I can't think of, because there's so many things and I can't grab them right now. Right. Yeah. That's cool, man. I get if it. If that was a pre-question, I could have thought of some things. Yes, let's talk about That's it. our last but. question, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put that one at the end, man. That was a good question. You threw me off with that. Well, I, I just, I think about like, well, Melvin's career, you know, it's, it's spanning all these decades and like sitting down with interviewers over and over again. And I, I would think at some point it just becomes like, okay, here we go again. They're going to ask me about the Jerry Garcia band, what it was like to play with Jerry. And, you know, and I don't want to do that to you, man. I, I, uh, I want to, that speaks for talk about Melvin. Yeah. I want to get to know you, man. So, um, you know, first and foremost, how are you doing brother? I mean, we've, we've all been through, um, some tumultuous times in the past couple of years, man. And I, I how are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I've had a tough year last year, you know, end of last year, I had some health problems, but you know, uh, this year so far has been treating me very nicely and I'm healing and getting better every day. Awesome. Of course, I'm already back to work. So, um, I can't complain. I won't complain. Yeah. Doesn't do any good anyway. Nah. <laughs> so you didn't skip a beat then you got well and got right back on stage. I got right back on stage even before I was totally well, but I got back on stage and things are feeling pretty normal now. And, so, yeah, I, I missed some shows, not many, maybe four or five shows. But, you know, um, I've never missed a show before, so I think I'm allowed in 
some 40, 50 years, maybe four or five. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Well, a couple call-ins so. over. We are going to let it slide. We are totally yeah, yeah. Let it slide. Please let that one slide. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, so the current configuration of JGB is with John K, right? Yes. And, John K. Uh, yeah. It, go ahead. No, I'm gonna, uh, I, I, well, you go ahead. Okay. So... Over the years there, you know, obviously Jerry was the OG and after Jerry's passing, you know, other guitar players have rotated in and out. And one of the things that always crossed my mind in watching different guitar players play with you in Jerry's style is I wondered if like it's difficult for you to lock in to that vibe when it's not jerry playing that thing when it's somebody emulating or um playing in his style it certainly doesn't really feel good even though um you know when you take on somebody because you need somebody and um and and that's who's available Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good Uh, i know that within myself i feel like i'm cheating the fans that it could be better Mm. But the answer is not in front of you at the time. Uh, and so, you know, as you meet more people uh, and you travel, there's guitar players that uh, are kind of Jerry clones all over the world that just want to play like Jerry. They may have a lick or two, but they can't really sit in the seat mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, um, mesmerize, you, mesmerize you all night long with Jerry. There's only a few people who can do that. And now I have who I consider the number one guy. Wow. I, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you hundred percent. John, um, mm-hmm. we had John on the show very early on in, we've been doing this, what going on? Five yeah, 2017. Yeah. And so, oh, wow. yeah, so we had him on early on and he is one of the um, individuals that we have spoken to that left me feeling like I really got an education just by sitting with him for a few minutes. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a presence and an energy with him that comes through even without his instrument in his hand. And then you put the instrument in his hand and it's, it's a, and, and I, I I don't think of John as a Jerry clone. I think of John as John's thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not trying to label him mm. because that is what I'm saying. He can, if you want a guy to sound like Jerry, right? I think he's one of the best. Absolutely. But of course, as I listen to him night after night and we work on some new ideas, he goes far beyond Jerry. And not to say Jerry couldn't do it. I'm just saying is he's just not a Jerry clone. Yeah. But for the JGB need, when we're trying to do a song as close as possible as I had with Jerry, you know, John does the job well. Yes. And and John, John just seems so, because we went and hung out with him too at a show here. His, his his personality, like his, his, the way he carries himself, he is so laid back, like (laughs) open and laid back and just, he's a comfortable person to be around. Yes, he is. Easy, you know, easy. Just we have no problem whatsoever. Uh, he's been in the band maybe a year and a half, close to maybe two years. and No bumping of the head because clearly he's his own artist. He right. has 
two or three bands of his own, you know, but he can clearly do what I'm doing on his own. But we have the meeting of the mind and we share a, a common wealth of, of music. We like what we're doing together and I just leave him alone, let him do his thing. He leaves me alone, let me do my thing. It just works. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely works. And, and, you know, JGB uh, for a large portion of this community is, is our church music, man. It, it, you know, it's honest to God, Melvin, it's where I learned what gospel music is. I grew up in a Jewish family. I didn't know anything about gospel music. Jerry Garcia band taught me gospel music straight up. Mm. And Mm. I hear from so many people that Sunday morning is the time for Jerry Garcia band. Like that's their, you know, that's our church. And was that a, um, a thing that you and Jerry set out to make it that way? Or was it just because of the song selection, it turned out that way? Well, I don't want to take the credit for that, but that's just how I play. That's who I am. Mm. Uh, I came straight out of the church. I played in church all my life, and I was still playing in church even when I was with Jerry. And so, you know, ironically, when I started playing in bands that were not gospel church band, I tried to, I tried to not be so churchy, but it's just in there. <laughs> <laughs> What would uh, what would that sound like? Not so churchy. Like, what were you trying to either omit or add to your playing that would make it more or less churchy? Well, I listened to. I don't know the name of organists, uh, a lot of their names, but I listened to songs, songs that got on the radio that was like, oh man, that's a great so songs that they had great organ solos that I would hear on the air, I, I, you know, and I don't, because I was out of the church and just all church, I didn't know the names of the bands or whatever, but you hear, you hear this, when I'm listening to this organ, so like, gosh, listen to that. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to pattern myself off of some of these solos uh, from these organists that were in big rock bands. And uh, I remember, uh, remember a song, you may remember it, I think it's Hold Your Head High. Oh, Hold yeah. your head up. up. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's an organ solo, a big organ solo in the center of that song. Almost classical style, some deep stuff. And I and I remember that song and I was trying to pass. So not just that, you know, I listen to Jimmy Smith and Shirley Scott and the jazz organist. Organ players have played with, you know, other hit bands. And I didn't sound like them. I did not sound like them. And like my stuff didn't come out like that. And there's one guy that I followed his, a lot of his direction because he was churchy and I could play his licks. So I listened to him and he kind of helped me develop, not just playing all the way churchy, but this is how you can approach it without knowing me. He didn't know me, but I'm listening to him. That was Billy Preston. Okay. Okay. Billy Preston came out of the church. He was ahead of me. Played for choirs and stuff. No, although he played with Ray Charles and Aretha and who knows everybody else, he didn't have that something that a lot of those other guys had. I had a little bit of what he had, and so I just started kind of using his approach 
not to be so churchy, but yet it it came through your music. Okay. And and that's what I wound up doing. I just couldn't get rid of the church. Not that I wanted to. I wanted to be able to, when I'm in this, if I'm in a reggae band, this is how reggae guys play. When I'm playing jazz or blues, this is how these guys play. You know, it's, I just wanted to have the diverse. I, I think that that's part of the magic, though, of of what you do, what JGB is, is yes. that it has that vibe to it. And it we're I don't know how to say this right. Uh, we're getting to the same place. We're we're ending up there together. You yeah. know what I mean? What, and call it what you want. It's a concert. It's church, whatever. We're still yeah. feeling the spirit one way or the yeah. other. And the, so, okay, full disclosure. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is on Aaron Melvin. This is not on us. No, this, this is <laughs> okay. full okay. disclosure. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I okay. was a worship leader in a church for a while. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. And, um, it was, uh, there was a clear line drawn between the world in church and the world outside. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine doing what you did because it, it would have seemed antithetical. You know what I'm saying? Like playing in the church and then playing with JGB. Those two worlds are very different, man. They're very different. And I've heard a lot from the church side, you know, how, you know, playing the devil's music and you need to serve God and you can't serve God and the devil at the same time. I've heard all of that. Mm. You you know, I'm telling you, I I came out there with with this in the back of my mind. Then the other says that God gave you this gift to share it among and everybody needs needs to hear and what i finally start to realize as you made your open statement it's like your church so here i am playing for some people that may not ever set foot in church but yet i can bring that vibe and feeling and if you feel any spirit right into the concert hall because you're not going to go to church, but you but you're feeling something and you don't know what it is, mm-hmm. and it is the church. Wow. Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. Is, uh, so, would you say that's the spirit? Like when uh, I like to kind of get like a little bit more into it, as far as like you're playing whatever the the notes are for the song, mm-hmm. but there's something more coming through clearly than just the proper mm-hmm. notes. And so I believe that's kind of like what we all feel coming, you know, through when you, when you play, is that, would you say that that's the spirit? Would you say that you just are in a trance? Like how, how, what's that? No, it's it's the spirit in within me. Mm, Okay. It's within Within me. me. What leaves the heart reaches the heart. I play very spiritual. Oh, okay. And, 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 and I feel it. And I go deep with it, more deep than you just see me on keyboard. That's why I don't act up. I don't do no, I'm not trying to really get up and perform. I sit there and I get into a mode that this is a vehicle that God has given me and I'm going to give the best. I want these people to feel something. And I work hard in, in, in translating that. So my every note, my every given God give, gift, I'm using it to the best of my knowledge. And I think it's a spirit that's in me. You feel it. 
Absolutely. Because yeah. I hear it all the time. I hear it all. Even with, with Jerry, I heard uh, JDB is our church. When we used to, used to do the Warfield all the time. Uh, Warfield's our church because we played there a lot, you know. I saw you and, there. And, yeah, and, and I hear that, that JGB is our church. And so when you said, is that something you plan? I said, I don't want to take the credit, but I believe I had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You once, know, once you hear the organ without any other instrument, <laughs> no other instrument, it feels like you need to sit down. That Hammond is something. Or, right? You know, sit down stand, or stand up and raise your hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, get it. Because I yeah. did grow up in the church and I grew up in yeah. like, lots of different, you know, actually lots of different religions. I'm married to Aaron, so I, I've experienced uh-huh. the synagogue. Yeah. I okay. have, you know, a plethora of different, you know, people in my home. So I've been to Baptist church. I've been, I've been yeah. to all different types of church, Christian church. I know, and I feel that spirit. I know, I understand when you get that, when it's in you and you're feeling that music. It's just kind of like what Aaron was saying, when you're playing for uh, secular, I guess, you know, would be the word, like a secular audience. um, I I don't know if the delivery would be different, but you just clearly said, no, that's your spirit coming within and and feeling it. Okay. And then I want to add to that. and I can't say this for other musicians because the other musicians may be able to deliver the same thing, but I'm not, I've never been clustered by drugs and alcohol. I'm about as pure as I have never smoked weed in my life. Wow. Now, it's not that it's a bad thing. I'm not no, saying no. in or, or taking any drugs. I don't know what drugs is like. I have no idea. You know, if I've ever been messed up, it might have been from some red wine because I love red wine. But so I'm not clustered by stuff. It's pure spirit. Wow. When I play. So, I mean, if you don't mind, you can say no, but I just wonder being in that atmosphere, how did you remain so pure to all of these types of, you know, um, substances, temptations, whatever, you know, oh, you're going to play better or you're going to feel better or whatever, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. How how did you, I mean, you, you sound like you're not going to, you know, sway for anybody, but I just wonder no. from, no, from no, yourself, no. like, Melvin's how, like, boat is not rocking. Yeah. <laughs> I've had close friends tell me all, guys, what is it like, man? It's like, man, you see things differently. The colors are different. I've heard it all. But the reason why I can't is I, I, when I was in high school, and I don't tell this portion of the story, I've only told it, I think, one time. Well, thank you, then. When I, when I was in high school, I remember once or twice I cut a class, you know, and I knew how to pick the lock of the auditorium, and, you know, it wasn't very hard. And I would go in the auditorium when there was nothing going on. They had a piano in there, and, you know, you look and you turn the lights on and looking at the looking at the pews going up like a concert hall. And they had a grand piano in there. And I would go in there and play the piano and pretend like uh, I'm playing for, you know, thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And I made a vow to God then that if you bless me to be successful in the career of music, I would never vow to deviate in the things that comes with it that may not be good for your health or good, something I just don't think you want to see. And so, so look what has happened. I can't because I feel like the moment I do, I I'm uh, I lose 
I lose the commitment. I lose wow. the connection. Melvin. So, yeah. That's strong. That, that, that's that's as strong as you're playing. answers I've heard. You know, like, to you made that commitment to yourself, you know, yes. under, under oath to God. Only yes, the two yes. of you. And yes. anybody can renege on that commitment. You know, yeah, oh who would, well, who would know? Who would exactly? Yeah. You would know clearly, and I then it would, would exactly. That's huge, yeah. Melvin. What a yeah. aside from your musical career, what an accomplishment. Well, and especially like the promise, not just being pure, but and, the yeah, promise. Yeah. Not to mention the cats that he was a, has been around his entire career. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I mean, this is. I don't want to, um, you know throw any any shade but like this specific um grateful dead that kind of jam band music that genre Mm -hmm. is almost interlinked with drug use and psychedelics always come up you know sex drugs and rock and roll you know and i've seen it all wow but i can't get involved right I, i i can't i feel like the day i do it's over I, I understand that. So, Melvin, did you just keep yourself a little bit more separate? Is that how you would? Ha- oh, no, 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 no. It's just that there's no interest there. I'm okay. just, I've always been a strong individual. It's like, you know, I see, I watch guys, I watch what goes on and, and I just look at this. No interest. I have no interest whatsoever. I don't know what it's like, so I don't want to know. You ain't like. missing. Yeah. 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 You ain't missing nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. And. I can tell you from experience, <laughs> you ain't missing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nothing. You yeah. Know, Melvin, that's really powerful, man. And it, to to think about just that by itself. You it, cry. It's, it's that's heavy, man. That's yeah. and like I said Well, that's my life. I no, I get it. And and the guys that you've been around are some of the deepest, heaviest players and cats around man and like and in that world too and and not without it's uh i can't imagine not without it's like watching that happen to the people that you care about and you love is not fun and uh you know just a little more context and who i am like mm-hmm. I, I went to my first grateful dead show in 1989 and uh i had a transformational like Paul on the road to Tarsus kind of experience at that show like for real for real changed my life for the rest of my life um I have never experienced anything like that outside of that ever and and uh and then I went to a JGB show and it was it happened again on another level uh-huh. I and remember you took me to, we went to that shoreline one in 92. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, for a kid that's 18 years old, doesn't know anything that that happens to, it's very easy to deify people that are on the stage when that thing's happen when that thing happened, you, you yeah. get, you get yeah. where I'm coming from. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Um, and I just wonder from your uh, vantage point, how, um, how being around somebody with that, because there was definitely a presence and an energy that was particular to, to Jerry. 
that yes. affected people in a very peculiar and specific kind of a way. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what your experience is with that from your side. Well, you know, Jerry, um, I think a lot of the spirit, Jerry had a lot of that. You know, Jerry knew the Bible inside and out. I don't know at what point when he had time to even know this, but he knew it. Uh, I'd been to Jerry house and I'm trying to remember the circumstances when he would interpret something and think, where did this come from? You know, it was almost like he was set up on the earth to, like I described for me when I play, I'm reaching people. Mm-hmm. Jerry, I feel like, was set here to reach people. And I told him three times, I told him. Uh, uh, I remember I told him when he had the accident on the bridge. I don't know if you remember any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in an accident, and um, but it was just been the bender. And, uh, you know, told him then, Jerry, there's much more for you to do than I think what you're doing. The other was when he went into a diabetic coma. Right. You may remember that. I do. When he came out, I told Jerry, you are set aside for something much more. And there's a third, I don't remember what the third was. And he said, well, I just, I wish it would just reveal to me, you know, and he might've been joking, I don't know, but, but I told him three times, you know, that mm-hmm. I think it's much more to you than just what people are hearing you playing the guitar, you know. I do believe that there was much more to Jerry that maybe he didn't want to let out or didn't want to go down that road. I'm not for sure. I feel that way. Uh, Jerry felt me and Jerry, Jerry would make sure I had a dressing room of my own because he didn't want me seeing the things that go on. Although I know. Yeah. Yes. He felt more comfortable. Uh, he always made sure I had a dressing room of my own when we showed up at places. That's very respectful. Yeah, that's beautiful. respect. That's yeah. beautiful, man. That, and yeah. yeah, that's respect. Yeah. That's, yeah, it was. I knew it was, yeah. It, it's yeah. a, I, I got to agree with you. I, I don't think that somebody with that kind of impact on so many yeah. people is just a performer. And, uh, right. you know, it, we'll never know. It, it is what it is now. And right, right, right. But here's here's the good thing is that whatever that thing is that was happening is still happening. It's, it's still, still happening. It's still going yeah, on, man. So strong. It didn't yeah. never doesn't not fade away. I hate to be no, cheesy, but you're right. It, but it's, it's true. still there. Uh different people interpret it different ways. And in, in a world like today, it is so much needed. Uh that spirit, that vibe, yes. however you want to, when you get goosebumps or whatever a song give you, we really need that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this world needs all the love it can get right now. <laughs> all the love it can get. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So what's your, uh, I think that the Grateful Dead um, and JGB are in no small part responsible for the wider jam band music scene that we see today without the Grateful Dead and Garcia and you guys, we wouldn't have music would be w- what's going on. Music would be very different. That's true. And, That's true. And in, in 2015, when Fairly Well happened, there was a 
a revitalization, it seems like, that kind of <laughs> happened. And I, I'm curious what your take is on the jam band scene now and, and where it's headed and what you're seeing there. Well, it has opened up a, a major door for a lot of bands to come out and explore what we do, uh, Grateful Dead or Jerry to a certain limit, but it has involved a lot more. But you're right about there. You know, when you think of a festival, there was only quite, there wasn't, there was only a few big festivals, you know. Uh, and, 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 and that might be limited. There were festivals, but you knew what they were. Mm-hmm. Now there's festivals everywhere. Yes. Large, <laughs> small, every town, every city, and all kind of bands you don't even know. But that, that came out of that, this festival, this campground, camping and psychedelic and dancing and whatever goes on, all was born from what the Grateful Dead was doing. Mm-hmm. And you know, there was other, you know, Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix, all that, but, but it was pretty much the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when I, when I travel now and I go to a new festival, I don't never knew haven't heard of or knew, know, know nothing about and how their kind of similarities of this all came from that. Yeah. It all came from that, yeah. you know? So there's a whole new era uh, of, you know, of jam bands and outdoor festivals and things like that, that all was born from what they gave us. You right. know? And, and it's amazing. You know? It's awesome. It's, it's, it's the best. And I, we've talked to some artists and I, you know, asked them like, do you prefer playing festivals or your own shows? And, and I've gotten a mixed bag of answers with that. Um, what, what, how do you feel about that? You like playing the festivals? Uh, I think I do. (laughs) Uh, most times, most times it's outdoors. I like outdoors, Mm -hmm. uh, bigger stages, uh, uh, you know, um, I, I prefer that than being in a smoky situation again because I don't smoke. Um, you know, in enclosed because it's outdoors and then the air is there and I can breathe and and I feel better about that. Yeah. But it's all personal reasons why I, I kind of prefer, you know. Right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And yeah. we're gonna see you in a skull in, in a roses. few weeks it's skull and roses man. that's right i can't yeah, wait, yes. can't wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. and you're also playing um earth dance earth, too. Earth yeah, dance friend, up our, here one in of Vanita. our friends is, is throwing that earth dance Re-evolution. revolution that you're playing um you know in, in yep. Venita, right down by eugene yeah oh yes i'm i'm aware i don't think i've ever done it but i'm aware of it now. yeah that's yes, i yes. think it's the first one down there that man that first of all skull and roses Melvin. <laughs> Yeah, what a that was great. That was well, so well, first great. Of all, Skull and Rose is one of the reasons we're talking to you, and we were going to talk to you at Skull Roses before, is because of our connection. We met Dennis McNally when we were there. Yes, yes. And yes, Dennis, right, right. oh my gosh, Dennis and his wife are just uh-huh. the sweetest, coolest people on earth. He kind of yes, took us under his wing. Not and uh-huh. this is this was three years. You know, we didn't really know what we were doing. We were still, you know, we, we still are green behind the ears, but we're figuring it out like anybody. He took us uh-huh. in, and the one I just remember the one thing we we still hold on to this like a badge oh, yeah. of honor. He set up interviews for us. We got to talk to O'Teal and some other people. He oh, he told us like he told us how many minutes when to be there and the entire festival. 
he was like, you guys are on time. You respect everything I did. He's all that is hard to find in that scene. It's very hard to find. He was like, he was like, thank you so much. I want to work with you guys more. And he is, he has become like, you know, like a great uncle to us. Yeah. And just, he's, he's great. Yeah. And he speaks very highly of you, of course, too. (laughs) Well, he knows, he knows what he's doing. That's for sure. Many years on that job. Yeah. Melvin, I wonder what kind of like words of wisdom you would give to that? Like we're just talking about the whole festivals and it's like, you're seeing it again. You know, you've already saw this, it it happened. Um, What, what kind of advice would you give to, you know, maybe like a starting out musician or somebody young that's enjoying the music in that scene? What, what, what would you say to them? Well, I would obviously tell them to play close, pay close attention and, learn all they can, you know, and I would not like to see them being influenced by the bad scene and bad vibe. Take the good stuff, learn, you know, about what you're doing. Uh, Again, what leaves the heart, reach the heart. And I prefer people to give the audience their heart Mm -hmm. than to give them a drugged out person on stage because they think this is what they do, you know. Mm -hmm. Give them you. Let them see who you are. Give them your talent, raw talent, you know. Uh, I would definitely advise one to go down that road than the other road. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I, like, I, I like that saying that you said, whatever leaves the heart reaches the heart. Yes, that's true. That's like when you play that organ, that's what it feel. It feels like that. Like it's coming at you. You know, yes. like a Mack truck, B3. except it feels good. It's and a it, good it Mack truck, you know, it demands <laughs> attention. Right. That's because. how I feel it. I mean, I, I mean, I'm putting my well, hand up and my got my little, you know, all, all the, well, <laughs> earlier, we always start watching videos and playing music, you know, listen to yeah. you my whole life, but like looking uh, at some stuff, you're one of the few mu- musicians, uh, Jerry had it, you, you, you have it where you look and the entire band you are playing with when you're doing a solo, they are yeah. mesmerized. They're just almost, they're just like, like standing there staring like, Oh my oh gosh. My gosh. He, I can't believe he just did that. I mean, you do, you, you, you command like a respect and everything out of these. I mean, musicians that are incredible. Look at you with yeah. their mouth open. Like, wow. And that, that speaks to like, hearing what you're saying now like playing from the heart reaches the heart yeah. that's it it's hitting your peers on stage the audience everybody i'm sure all your loved ones everything it, it is a uh, how how old were you when you started playing i think eight right is that right uh about seven and eight years old when i was first started playing yes it, it, was it your parents that got you started or did was it just you that had an innate need to play that no play that my keyboard? father was my father was the pianist of a church and he was the choir director. And so again, our life began uh, because they were, my mother and father were very church orientated people and we had to go. So mm-hmm. you know, naturally, I'm, then there's a piano in the house. And so, you know, you know, at some point, I, you know, I'm listening to the musicians and, and there's a piano in the house and it just, it just, it just kind of happened. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So- I mean, when did you feel like you, like for your own self, when did you feel like you, you and God had that pact? Like I, I, God, this is it. This is that moment. I feel like I, I got it. When did you have that moment? 
That's a good question. Um, because I've done a lot of professional things before Jerry and before Elvin Bishop and you may know some of the people I played for, mm -hmm. but yeah. I did a lot of Broadway shows. So I was in a professional scene with John Hendricks, Landrick Hendricks and Ross and uh, quite a few people. Uh, uh, that was a whole different kind of scene when you're doing Broadway, you know, but um, I don't know. Cause I don't know if I made it. Oh, come on! No, man, you stop. I'm, I I was buying no, everything I, I, up until I you said that. I don't think I don't think like that. Okay. I, I do what I, I I do what I need to do. I mean, clearly, there's a whole nother level of entertainment. I see guys, and, and sometimes I say, "Oh gosh, I wish I was playing at that or on that level or playing for these people." I'm not there, but I am appreciative mm. of where I am. You know, you, do you think that I guess this might be a dumb question, but whatever. Is that is that gratitude that um, that you have for your where you're at? Do you think that's the thing that gives you the fuel to keep going and doing more? Is that gratitude and that? I'm well, as you, as I'm getting older. I am working hard not to lose an edge, lose my edge. Because mm. it's so easy that when you get up in age, you just not play, you don't play the same, you don't sing the same, or, you know, folks say, well, man, he, he used to be a lot better than he is now, but we love him. I work hard to not let that happen. It may happen at some point, and I'm sure it will, but I really work hard. So as I'm working hard, I am still developing. I'm still coming up with some things that I never would have done before because I'm working hard at this. I rehearse more now than I've ever rehearsed. Wow. wow. You know that, I guess that's true, man. Like with anything, if you think that you made it, then there's nothing to reach for. And then the journey kind of just, just, okay, great. Now I made it. And that's yeah. it. What, what, what? But they, what it, do I do now? But, yeah. but there's also a point where you have to, you know, be able to look back and be like, wow, the these accomplishments, <laughs> not to pat yourself on the back or give yourself a big head, but like, I, I did do something. There's a lot of people that have been blessed by my music. There's a lot of people yeah. that have, you know, been enlightened by it. And so... I guess that's really more as opposed to like, you know, a certain kind of like stage that you've been on that gave you that kind of aha moment. But like, you know, you, you really get into people's soul. Mm. That's amazing. Not, not everybody can do that. Well, I, I hear that, but you know, it doesn't go to my head. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't, you know, okay. I, there's quite a few times that, um, when it used to come out, um, people would be standing outside and, say, and uh, they would say, hey, Mel, man, did you feel it? You know, that, that the third song, the third verse right around before the chorus, and they went through the audience. And I don't know what they're talking about, but they're obviously, <laughs> no, really, they would say, did you feel that? And, yeah, I think I did. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know what they felt because I'm on stage sending it out mm -hmm. they're off stage receiving and i'm sending it out as hard as i can so at some point there's something i did that 
I assume electrified their audience. Yeah. I don't yeah. know at what point and when. So I'm kind of disconnected from that yeah. when they tell me. So when they tell, oh, Melvin, you know, I, I hear all kinds of things and I'm appreciative, but I don't get it. I really don't get it because it's coming from different areas. So are you like that with um, maybe like, you know, a failure or something like that or something maybe you didn't get right? It's same thing. You just kind of leave it. No big deal. Like it's it is what it is. Yeah, yeah I try to when I hit, you know, some nights are not as good nights as others. And I mean, by uh, I could be hitting them, hitting a couple of bad notes or making some mistakes. You may not ever hear it. Right. But I know I did. Yeah. It's like, oh. You know, how did I do that? What is going on? I'm, you know, I'm hard on myself. I want to, I want to clean that up. I want to fix it. You know? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I rehearse more now than ever because it's so easy to just uh, ride on the mighty high and just, and start slipping. Yeah. You know, so I, I work hard on the little edge that I have of not, you know, trying to lose anything and still, and so in, 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 in the midst of that, I'm still gaining. I'm, I work on and I, I work out like, Oh man, this is, I never did this before. And I try and folks love it. Oh, so I'm working on things. Go ahead. Wait, go ahead. Cause I'm going to take it a different direction. Okay. I want to ask him about something he's working on. Okay. I, I wonder about, um, you know, the JGB is an institution. It's a, uh-huh. it's a, a fixture in American music. That's it. it just is. Yes. And when Garcia passed, was was it difficult for you to decide to keep that thing going, man? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. It took a minute to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, I had saw an interview. I don't know the interview, but I do know it was this guy. Um, I saw an interview that uh, someone interviewed Jerry. And I remember specifically them asking Jerry, what do you think? And he didn't know how to phrase it. Like, what do you think music would be like when you're gone? You know? And I remember him saying, I would like to believe this music will live on beyond me, much beyond me. Mm-hmm. It, the music would continue on. I remember that. And, and so when Jerry passed, what happened? Grateful Dead had a meeting and decided you know, Grateful Dead is over. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks that was working uh, stopped working for a while. Even Bob, where I think they all just stopped working for a while. And I thought about what Jerry said that this music should live on. So uh, I think six months after his passing, John Condon, which was the bass player, uh, got a hold to a few gigs. So it was it was originally one gig in Santa Cruz called Palookaville. And he asked all the surviving members and some new people if they wanted to uh, do these gigs and go out and do similar or what you know Jerry did. And of course, we all said yes, and and we did it. 
and and I saw the look on people's face. Some was crying, some was sorry. They wanted they, they wanted to hear these songs, but it was still tough for them, mm-hmm. you know. And what John did, um, he did very few of the songs that we did with Jerry Garcia. But what he did was songs that Jerry would have easily done. Right. The material, but I guess he tried to stay away from the. Uh, you know, the harder they come, stop that train, catch on the stars. He did songs that was just that he could easily brought to Jerry. And I could see Jerry doing them songs. Right. And so after the first night, because it was two nights, the people, you know, again, walking out, they were crying and they were like, are you guys not doing it, Jerry? I see him with you. And I'm saying, well, this is John. You got to, this is not me. This is John. We want to isn't Jerry. And, and again, we did a bunch of material that wasn't quite what Jerry did. And the second night, the we really want isn't there. Well, it was about four months after that, John died. Mm-hmm. John Conn had passed about four months after Jerry. Oh, no, not after Jerry, after those skits. Right. We were going to go on tour as John Conn band. And so after that, that's when that hit me again with Jerry. It said. And I was trying to put something together and call it tribute i was thinking to put a band together and go out as tribute a tribute to jerry you know mm-hmm. but there were agencies said no just call it jgb just go you know jg squad as well i you know i don't want the state to sue me and there were a lot of things going on at that time and i know you know all about it yep and so i um i did run a title search to make sure that you know i could do this and and the only name that popped up was a uh, Brim, a blind organization out of New York that was had been issues at JGB. So I was able to secure the name that I wouldn't get in trouble because Bill Graham, you know, wasn't always Jerry Garcia man. It was an issue, it was JGB. So I was doing that and then, you know, ran into a lot of trouble behind that because people just felt like you're ripping off Jerry or ripping off the name. And so that's when I said, well, let me put Melvin Seals in front of it. And and Melvin Seals and JGB. So you know this. Okay, this is totally different. This is not the Jerry Garcia band as you knew it. And so all of that came from um, remembering what Jerry said, how he, he thought, and he would believe that, like to believe the music would live on far beyond him. And that's where the inspiration comes to do it. Trust me, it, it was no. It was not a holiday. It ran up against a lot of trouble trying to do this music, just being hit in the face with a lot of stuff. People would specifically come to a show and stand at the front of the stage with their their arm crossed and and making sure you see them and showing no love for you doing this. Yeah. That was was early on? That was early on. Yeah, that ain't happening now. (laughs) No, 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 no. And if it does, let me know let me who it is. I'll take care of it for you, man. <laughs> no, wow. not now. Now, now I'm, I'm welcome and, and 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 appreciate it. But it still is nowhere on the level of the Jerry Garcia man. As far as finances and the things that were available, it's yeah. still a struggle. Mm. But the love of the music. Yep, I love the music more now than I think I did because I didn't understand what I was a part of when I was a part of it. Oh, wow. Mm. That's, that's a mouthful right there, man. I think, well, youth is wasted on the young, you know, 
<laughs> well, I, you know, you you you've heard some of my interviews. I didn't know who Jerry was. Right. I, I knew nothing about. I knew the name Grateful Dead. You know, because I live in San Francisco, and you know, you just know the name. You know, whenever they play, they, you hear what goes on and all that. But I didn't know who Jerry was or anything. And for a long time, even when I was playing with him, I still didn't get it. I didn't get it until. Later on, I'm looking around and this is getting bigger and bigger and, you know, watching this thing get bigger, you know, yeah. and it wasn't for, it wasn't me. So <laughs> I, I just, yeah, but, but I guess what I should say to, to tie that all up, the icon on stage was Jerry. Jerry was who they came to see and they love some Jerry. And so I guess some of the things that I'm seeing, like, for instance, I didn't know the lyrics of songs. Some words, I didn't know what Jerry was saying. I, you know, I, I knew the song. I could play the song, but I didn't know what was uh, the story. The stories behind all those songs. I didn't know the story of Ruben Charisse. Right. But when I had to go out and recreate JGB, I had to learn more of what I'm doing to teach the other guitar player what it oh, meant wow. so i had to learn what i never had to learn playing with jerry because i just played my parts now there's no icon on stage we have to play this right you took we the mantle to. you took the mantle yeah. what yes. a perspective shift that is you, you oh, had yeah. to educate yourself in order to educate the lead yes. the lead yes. wow yes. well how did you go about had, that you know i'm still searching and learning that stuff you know even though i do it but i'm i'm forever learning more about it and so before apple asks his question one last thing about this what because you're learning that stuff what what's your take and what do you think about these lyrics and how they weave these different kind of they're alive yeah these these lyrics to create these stories that can make you feel something, you know, when you're 20 and then when you're 30 and 50 and, you know, like it, it grows yeah, with you yeah. and it, it changes oh, yet yeah. stays the same. It's, it yeah. almost is, you know, when you do read the Bible, you can read it when you're going through a hard time and it, you know, yeah. gives you hope. Yeah. You can read it when you're upset and it sets you straight. Like yeah. what, what's, what's your take on the lyrics and, and how they, you know, kind of weave these stories throughout the, you know, the whole time well i mean it's 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 in the lyrics i mean for forever young i shall be released sitting here in limbo the stories you know and and there's just so many stories behind uh these titles and songs that when you start learning what it meant ruben charise i had no idea that of the love story of the ruben and charise mm-hmm. and, and and quite a few others so now i'm saying oh okay it's a different your eyes are opening when when you play this song. I played the song from a musical standpoint of view, uh, making sure I'm playing it the best of my ability. But now when you know the story, it's a whole oh, yeah, nother deal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're adding color. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. So yes, yes. How, did that change how you played a little bit with that? After, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I think I played totally different from my idea with Jerry. When I was with Jerry, I held back a lot because it was about jerry mm. it wasn't about me so it was all about jerry and so if you notice i didn't play solo in a lot of songs when i did play solo i tried to 
come out big, but I only maybe did a couple bars around and that was it. I got back in my right. place. Jerry went on all night long. <laughs> now I have to play a lot more because there's no Jerry on stage. And even though we have John and I've had other people, uh, I'm prevailed to play a lot more than I was then. I just had to step out more and get more than yeah. this. Then I felt I had to with Jerry and maybe he would have welcomed it, but I just never offered it. Wow. Well, what I was going to ask you, and you just said the words of, I saw on on your homepage, uh, just looking at, it sounds like you're working on a new project, the mix. Well, the mix was a project that we did, uh, um, shortly after Jerry passed. Okay. So that's old. Okay. It's old. It's old. I am now going to put out a current record of what I've oh. learned and everything that I've described to you, the colors of understanding yeah. the music better, the, the, the temples and what makes people cry, what touches them most, what wow. makes them smile and dance like they're crazy. I'm, I'm studying people. I'm looking at them as we're doing these songs and I see the mood changes from song right. to song. And so now I want to approach, not necessarily uh, re-record those songs, but similar material that I think how I watch folks start dancing strong on a certain song. And they, 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 you know, from what I see, my own evaluation, observation. So I am now thinking I'm more qualified. When I did the mix and I did a few other things, I was just young and didn't know what I was doing. I think I, I think I understand it oh, now. Shoot. Okay. Okay. Well, that answers my question. I was so, going to say, what else are you working on? That kind of answers what is. you got I brewing. Am, I am this year going to put out some recordings. I've always wanted to do a Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. I wanted to. And, and when you think about it, um, almost every instrument, guitar, saxophone, piano, all sorts of things I've done instrumental Christmas record, but you haven't heard too much of, from an organ no. standpoint of view. If you have, it's Jimmy Smith doing something and then he did it in a jazz style. But I have a little bit of a classical opera background that I want to do the anthem like the anthem was written, but orchestration around the organ. It's a big project, but this is something, it's a, it's a bucket list that I want to do. Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear it, man. So, Melvin, so I, 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 yeah. I gotta just, thanks man i just thanks for hanging out with us man and 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 just thank you for what you do just well it's even like how you do it really that's it's how you do it we were speaking with jennifer hartswick yesterday and um she we started talking about you know the beacon jams when they were doing that and how they had to play to a black you know to the wall to the wall and that she was putting that energy out in her trumpet, just putting it out there. And, you know, some some um, musicians will talk about that energetic aspect, but not everybody. Yeah. So for uh-huh. it to be your the forefront of what you do, mm-hmm. and you're not only willing to talk about it, but that's it, that's what it is. Um, it's I'm I'm so grateful to be alive in a time when you're Amen. here still putting that kind of energy out it's so like we were said earlier it's needed and it's it's like manna it's food for the soul it's food for the ears it's food for like the community 
And I just want to thank you for making my cheeks hurt this afternoon, yeah. you know, yeah. smiling yeah. with you. Oh, and yes. and it, it really just makes me look forward to more to Skull and Roses. And I, I hope I can give you a hug if, if you'll accept it. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Melvin, <laughs> again, man, from the bottom of my heart, thanks, man. You've been the organ player to some of the most important moments of my life. And uh, it's yes. an honor to talk thank to you. you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank right? you. Appreciate everything. Looking forward to All seeing you. Right. We'll yeah. see you soon. I'll see you in Thank a few weeks, man. You take All care, right. man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Just, just let that one soak in a minute, folks. Talk about icons. Talk about bringing tears to the... Uh, just goosebumps mm. all throughout that. Uh, and then he shared... We got another... Another... Shared. Apple, I thought about you the I second he too. said it. Another first. Yeah. Another first. Do, do you guys Wyatt. remember the movie... You're pretty... Mel probably doesn't. Well, yeah, you probably. Mr. Mom? Yeah. Michael Keaton. Do you remember the kid had a whoopee? Yes. Okay. Do you remember when he got rid of the whoopee in the movie? And the kid was like, I need a, can I have a moment? He needs, to yeah, myself, I need a moment. Please. I need, I need, I need a, a moment. Are you okay? Yeah, he's like, yeah. are you okay? He's like, I need a moment. A moment to myself, please. That's how I feel after that interview. Can I have a moment to myself, please? That was, that was heavy. I, I mean, I, I, Went into it knowing that Melvin was going to be heavy. heavy. Yeah, yeah, but it, you know what? He reminded me of your dad. No BS, straight answers. That's what it is. It's not like, well, you know, I kind of thought about this maybe a little bit. No, it's this is what happened. That's yeah, the end. He, like, he knows who he is and what what yeah, he stands for. There's who, a certain um, je ne sais quoi. Well, it's a, it's a confidence, but it, that's not really the right word either but it's called presence it's a knowing of yourself is where i'm coming from is like you know yourself so well it it's not up for debate it's not like you're still searching it's this is who i yeah, am he's confident yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it's, it's a little bit deeper than confident but it's that that's what it is yeah it's, it's amazing it's dope. to hear those story it gives a better understanding and wow that's that's amazing uh, and how he's to, like so disconnected but not from the music like and such an observer yes. to hear that project that he's working on now he's like i'm observing people and like that's gonna be amazing and a and he's still freaking learning. christmas album a melvin seals christmas album on with the, the organ that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna yeah. be frank sinatra's always been my favorite christmas music that's gonna be right in there with frank like i wow. i remember <clears throat> seeing jgb at the warfield for the first time i saw two or three jerry shows there um with melvin and i before we went to the show i had the, the first time i heard people saying like oh yeah the grateful dead shows a party and a jerry band is church and i was like yeah whatever it's all a party and then I went. It's different. And I was sitting in the balcony of the Warfield watching, and I felt that thing hit, like whatever that spirit, vibe, whatever you want to call it, whatever that is. Yeah. And it literally took my breath away. Like I could, I, I had trouble breathing. Like it, my heart was in my chest. All my, like my arms were completely covered. Hair standing up. Like, holy shit i'm in the presence of something bigger than the sum of the parts that are in this room and it's 
It's well, incredible. I got thank you because you, you. I remember you just barely got me in the Grateful Dead, and then you're like, "Dude, let's let's go up to Shoreline, hop in the bus, and go to Shoreline. You got to see Jerry Garcia band." And I it was it was like, "Whoa, well, whoa, well, we're gonna see Dead and Co- or Dead and Company." <laughs> wow, years we're, and years we're later, gonna see, we're gonna see Grateful Dead again pretty soon. Why, you know, why? What the, you're like? You, you just you wouldn't even. Really, you were just like, dude, dude, we're going, and it's like, okay. And we went, and it was. I remember see. I, I remember him coming out on stage in shorts, and everybody losing their shit. You explained that to yeah. me, like Jerry, Jerry doesn't wear shorts. Wear shorts. And then I remember that. I remember because you cry at Grateful Dead shows too, a different kind of joyous party crying. But that was like soulful. I remember just looking around, everybody weeping on some of those songs and everything. And then when he closed it out with uh, "What a Wonderful World," "What a Wonderful World," and the entire place. Was we were all just looking at each other and hugging each other. Just nobody was even trying to hide it or wipe their eyes. It was just tears streaming down everybody's faces. That's my like. If somebody's like, "What's your favorite song ever?" That's my favorite song ever. Period. Not and not that like not that version or whatever. No, but even before that, that, even before yeah, we talked yeah before that that Louis Armstrong like that that power of that song and what it says. But I had I had heard that song a million times. It was my favorite song. That song changed the meaning of that song changed forever that day. I heard it different, and I'll never hear it the same way again, ever from that day. It that stuff is, you know, he's carrying on a legacy. Of uh, of whatever the thing is that JGB does, and um, it's it's a powerful machine that thing, and uh, it really does and move. And now after talking to him, the way he's carrying it all with such admiration and respect for himself, Jerry, the music, everything, everything before, everything coming, like he nobody nobody can do it like Melvin. <laughs> nope. So um the. The show's not over. We're gonna continue going. So we're gonna we're gonna do hopscotch right now. I'm gonna go first. Ready? One, two, three. My turn. Now I did it. <laughs> no, no jump. We hopscotch. No, hopscotch. Okay, That's no it. jump. We're jacks. done now. Playtime's over. Chinese jacks? Nope. Okay. Is that a thing? Yeah, you remember that? That was a thing in school. There were the little rings all hooked together instead of jacks. Oh, there was a time when that was the Those thing. are highly collectible things. Yeah. People yeah. got tents. Uh, okay, back up. Yeah. We just talked to Melvin Seals. Yeah, we, yes, we did. I mean, that's talk the, to we're talking about Chinese jacks. What the hell Congratulations, guys, for getting for landing Melvin Seals. Well, yeah. Thanks. It, that's a big deal. Okay, yeah. yeah. It is. Good sometimes job, conductor. I, I think sometimes um, all of us, all three of us, realize don't realize that like sometimes it's hard to get the people that we have on the show and it's a good like well we killed it full disclosure i well there we know about the disclosure dennis yeah, hooked it dennis up McNally's but our, what our i'm homie. saying is no matter what we got to do it yeah that's no, what i'm it, saying like it happened yeah it is a this is a life moment well that's why i was saying yeah. like congratulations it's a big deal you guys have and I'm saying you guys because yeah, I well, but I haven't had the long pedigree with the dead, you know. And, oh, okay. And like, so, so like for you guys, it's a little bit different than it is for Melvin me, with you Jerry. Know? That's that's what that. I'm saying. Like it's it's a huge deal for yeah. a, a you, Grateful Mel. Dead fan, an old school Dead yeah. fan, 
versus somebody who came in later on, you know, there's like, I went to a lot of dead shows and there's a lot of the shows that I went to that just have like all rolled into one kind Mm -hmm. of sort of thing. It's easy for that to happen. And, but there's certain, uh, there's certain ones that stand out in my memory. Like I remember my first show and I remember seeing a show at Irvine Meadows Amphitheater that like the night I saw the show so spun and uh, it was the greatest musical experience ever that night. And like, I was so high when the show ended and I had to drive my 66 Chevy Impala from Irvine Meadows back to the Valley. But you would have never done that while you were high. No, never. And then um, I remember that. That car drove itself. That car did drive itself. Seabiscuit <laughs> was badass. Um, and then another like great memory is, one, seeing the Jerry Garcia band for the very first time at the Warfield. And having that understanding of like, oh, a dead show is a party. A Jerry show is church. Like I didn't, I heard that all through my coming up and never really like didn't fully understand the what that difference. meant. And that night at the Warfield, like I got it. And then, um, seeing the Jerry band at shoreline with just the sun going down behind the amphitheater and like, that that, that music trip was that an night amazing trip. Just I went on thing. that one. Yeah, that, that was in the VW bus, and that was a long drive. And we ended up going down. I remember we went to the Redwoods, where we drove. We drove to the coast after. And uh, yeah, okay, yeah, afterward because we went and visited my sister and everything and Tracy. Oh, that's right. And then we went to the show, and then we went to Redwoods and parked your bus and because you can't camp at the redwoods no, on the it beach was, it was it was big sir not the redwoods it was oh, big, i'm sorry was big, big sir yes yeah, sorry big sir there was there was sequoias and redwoods yeah, and yeah, all. Yeah. but i remember sneaking down the beach and sleeping on the beach waking up in the morning and i was i was all curled up against a log and there was like those carpenter ants that are like almost an inch long crawling all over me and I didn't even freak out, woke up and I was like, I had dreams of being with the ants. And then we were walking back to the, the bus. Wasn't that a spider? And there's there a brown recluse in my hair. Yeah. Hanging out in my hair. You're like, there's a spider. And somebody was walking with us. It was like, bro, uh, be still. That's a brown recluse. And I, I was just like, oh, cool. He's I my know, buddy. Yeah, and he got him out of my hair. Thing. That that was a trippy trip. Yeah. Sorry. I digress. Insect trip. No, but those, those Jerry shows, man, like, yeah. I wish that there was some way to like impart the magnitude of those experiences to people. Like, yeah, going and seeing Melvin and, and John K do JGB is transcendental. It's as close as you're going to get to the real thing, period. But those, there was a magic that, to this day, man, it's, I can't even like. You can't. I can't even talk about it. Like there's, it's like trying to explain what DMT is like. It's like trying to explain going to a Grateful Dead show when somebody has never been. There's things, some things that cannot be explained. You have to experience. Yeah. It's, it's. Well, I think that's what we're doing with the show is we're trying to translate our joy of 
being fans and going to shows and being able to speak with these people that we love and respect and that bring us these feelings. That's why people say that they enjoy the show and like it feels good. We can't ever give it to them, but we can share. Yeah. And we can all still why or like we always talk about the that the power that was created is still ripple. We're all we're all riding those ripples mm-hmm. that Even are gonna Melvin. that are gonna go on forever. It, it was created by Jerry and Grateful Dead. Yeah. And it's it's such a special thing, man. Like you know, it if you're going to concerts all the time, it can, um, it can get lost in the, in the sauce a little bit. Like you're just going to shows. It's no big deal. And it just becomes another show another day, but don't get it twisted, man. It's what we're doing out there at those shows. And, and what we're experiencing is another level of human existence. Like it's transformative on a really personal real level and even after 33 years of being on the bus it still gives me butterflies in my stomach to think about to think about it and like I still want to go tour and follow bands around and like <laughs> yeah. I still I haven't had enough you know what I mean and it's been a lifetime's worth of stuff and I used to wonder, like, do musicians ever get burnout on the music that they're playing? Like, did did Jerry and the guys ever get up on the stage and like, oh, here we go. Another fucking feel like a stranger tonight. Bullshit. I imagine there was nights. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm talking about on the whole, like. Oh, could you ever like feel all one way or another? You have to have those nights where you're like, hell yeah, feel like a stranger again. And then you're like, ugh. Feel like a fucking stranger. Another long, long, you know, because everybody's night. like moody. Yeah, human condition. Yeah. It's roller coaster. But that's the great thing with band. Like what we like talk about with us. One sometimes one of us is funky and the other two pick mm-hmm. it up, or one of us picks the other two up, just like bands. Yep. And you hear bands all day. I've never heard that the Grateful Dead, but a lot of bands out there they're like put out a new album and they're doing a new tour and everybody wants to hear that hit from four years ago. It's like Mm. Okay, like Radiohead and Creep. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like uh, okay, guys, we get it, but man, we have so much more, and we're we're somewhere else now. Yeah, I, I just the it was just re-impressed on me this this last weekend when we went to the show that like what we are experiencing and what we're involved in is magic. And so at powerful the, at the now. like, yeah, at the like deepest part of being what it means to be a human being that's like conscious and alive on planet earth at this moment in time. And, and if you think about the society that we live in and, and the culture that we're a part of, like everything that we're in is designed to disconnect us from each other. If you're watching television, it's a solo adventure. Even if you're sitting in a room with somebody else, we, computers divide us. Social media, Social media makes divides you... us. Even though it brings us together, it also divides. There's this weird duality that's going on all the time. And if you think about what happens at a show and the energy that is created just simply by a group of people all focusing on one thing together 
at the same time and having joy and abandon in that, that's power. And that's where, that's where human beings have been finding power since the beginning of time. You know what I mean? We've been gathering together around a fire, banging sticks on logs and, and move making those, those sounds making us move and raising our voices and getting in sync with each other. And yeah. And that's how history was kept before there was even writing is through verse of song and music and everything. And like Mel and I were having a conversation today. It's like, you know, nowadays everything is overdone. Mm. Right. Like, well, I mean, okay. You can't, we can never say complete everything. In reference to what we were talking about is like, like I recall when I was growing up and watching, say like a movie on TV, like if it was rated R, the raciness that you would see is like maybe two people underneath like the covers, like, you know, rolling around. You never saw like the woman's boobs. You never ever saw the man's package. And it was always like, hidden you know like there was some element of um you know mystery mystery unless you were watching straight up porn then you get to see everything so there was like levels of things that you were able to access but now with the internet you can access anything at any time to any degree and you know of course it's what you do with it you can go looking for those things but also sometimes you do stumble upon them because like act like maybe you type in something that you didn't know that was a tagline for something. And then you, you accidentally look up something that you didn't mean to, to look up. And so w- what we were saying was like, because of like this overt nature of everything is like, you know, so over accessible, Overdone. it seems as if the, Mystery. the, the mystique and the interest and the excitement has kind of like, drained out of it a little bit you know if you it's kind of like not appreciating your partner for 40 years you've seen them for 40 years so you kind of like forget how beautiful they were or it's the constant exposure takes away the specialness and sometimes we need to recapture that right and that's what I'm getting at is like a lot of us, especially I, I would imagine a lot of listeners of this show we go we see a lot of shows yeah you know what I mean and you got to stop for a minute and like remember that first show that you went to and how exciting it was to get turned on and and think about like what is actually happening in in a world that we're in today of like where everything is overdone and overblown and and you can see and do lots of things you can fucking eat anything and fuck anything and drink anything and see and like it's, and you've seen everything uh, yeah there's not like, a lot of surprises anymore that they shock that, value. that place that we get to go together we do not know what's going to happen anything can happen in that space and and you're having real visceral spiritual experiences at these shows i like to think too like you said think about the first show you went to i'd never think about any shows that i've gone to when i'm going to a show I, I just go clean and like, what's going to happen? That's another way to, to go forward. Like, don't expect to see the same shit or to have the same feeling. Cause you'll disappoint yourself. Mm-hmm. Go fresh. And like, 
yes, this I'm going to have a music experience. I don't know what it's going to be. I just know it's going to be amazing. That's, that's exactly what I mean by saying that. Remembering that first show that you went to and the excitement that you had afterwards, hold on to that and bring it with you to the next one. Like be as excited for this one as you were for the first. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because we don't know what's going to happen. It can, it's new every single time. It's, it's and you're going to have fun if you enter anything, yeah. not even a show with no expectations. And I mean, yeah. that, that's why we'll go see bands four nights in a row. And people are like, you're going to go see the same band four nights in a row. Well, I, I very much used to think that way too. You already saw them. What's there to see again? So, so tell like, me, tell me now, what is there to see again? Why are we doing four nights of fish? Well, fish is special. <laughs> I don't know that I would see like, and I don't want to, I'm not going to say any bands names, but I don't know that I would see a lot of bands, very many nights. bands, yeah. multiple nights in a row. I don't know that I would do that, like, like go out of my way to do that. If it was a very easy thing, like if it was at a festival and the same band was playing every night. Yeah, of course. But why, why? There's not a lot of bands doing that. either. Yeah, there's not a lot of, why? Because each night is different and it builds on the, the previous night, especially when it's in like, you know, at MSG or, you know, multiple nights at the gorge or something like that. Like. Each night builds on the last night's energy and based on that certain band fish, like it, yes, if you just look at it blindly, like, okay, they're playing instruments and they're singing songs, but the feelings that you get and the feeling of the crowd and the environment that it's in all add a certain chemistry in addition to your chemistry. And so it's never the same. So that's, that's how I feel about fish. But like, I don't necessarily, I I don't know that I could say that about many other bands in that same light and not that it doesn't happen. And that's just Mel's opinion. Well, maybe many other bands don't do it. Well, yeah, like widespread panic. People love that. Or like, um, I know, um, string cheese, cheese, like there's multiple bands that are like that. I'm just saying personally, I don't know that many bands that no, I, well, and, I would. And right, Fish and the that. Grateful Dead created something that like no other bands really have. It's almost, it's like, like, I mean, cause we are, it's like super geek fans in a way they created something. It's a badge of honor to be at certain shows. It's like collecting cards. Oh, and like people say, oh, I've seen songs. 200 songs. And, yeah. And chasing songs. Shows. <laughs> it, it, it's within the fish community and like the Grateful Dead community. It, it's, it's, it's a game. It's an exchange. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a secret club. It's it a, almost is like a like sport. So, it, yeah. It's a sport to, to go and be like, I'm doing four nights at, you know, msg or i'm doing the whole run at baker's dozen or feels like i ran a marathon when it's over it's it's like a sport you know the stats you know the songs you know the players remember remember we were at when we were at dicks and we saw that we saw that uh i have a sticker dicks of the gorge she had she had the baker's dozen jacket that had all 13 patches on it and everybody that saw it everybody was like oh my god that she was wearing like the ultimate trophy. Like I was at all thirteen shows, <laughs> motherfuckers. That's right. And was so like cool about it too. Like yeah, I was. It was fucking amazing. And see, she's still at Dick's, seeing more shows. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know what? It's well, and, and it's amazing. Yeah, that's and <laughs> that was that's my point in bringing any of this up. Is like, look, man, 
Here's another thing Mel and I were talking about today is like everything is so rushed. Like if you if you're grieving, it's like hurry up and get over it and move on. If if you hurt your toe, it's like hurry up and heal so you can get better. If you're trying to lose weight, it's hurry up and lose weight so you can be skinny. If it, like everything's a fucking rush. Not the the process. Well, I, I was thinking about like specifically death. I was thinking about like there's a lot in the within the last couple of years, a lot of people have died. A lot. Celebrities, people's parents, yeah. husbands, like so much. And I remember when, again, like kind of when I was younger, I was just mentioning a little bit ago about the movies. Like when I was younger, if somebody died, that was a huge deal. Like there was a, a, a mourning and like almost like there was a, a silence in life for this person. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, sorry, your your husband's dead, but my my father died. So, you know, oh, well, my sister died. Like, oh, and it just seems so, again, hurried and rushed. And we don't have this opportunity to feel the feels. We have to, it happened. Let's get over it. Next, next, you go to work. Onward and upward. And so it's one of those feelings that it, you don't really get to process everything fully. Right. And so my, our conversation was like, you know, and we've said this on the show a bunch, like COVID in the, in the last two years, like we've all been through a lot, man. And trying to hurry up through it to just feel better and get back out. Like, no, it's okay. If you don't feel okay right now, it's cool, man. Like you're allowed. And here's the, here's the cool part of it is that like, now that live music is back, we can take that silence that we were in and start to move out of it with intention. And like, not just like, oh, fucking buffet's back open. I'm going to stuff my plate. Like, go back with like intention in your heart and like gratitude for being able to to do this together. Or... Like, really take your time if like if you don't feel like going out let us do it and listen to us and don't feel that pressure like well everybody's going back out and maybe you're not fucking ready to be around thousands of people yet maybe it's been really hard to be alone and now thrown in with all these people even if that may be what you need to kind of just get over it take your time like be gentle with yourself. That's really my thought and my message is what I was thinking about. Like when these hard things happen and we have to kind of like be rushed to do the next thing, you know, like be gentle. Maybe don't book the whole run, maybe book one night and see how you feel. It's okay to live with a little musical regret. (laughs) You'll have more people to see, Yeah, you know, like, that's I guess that's just from from Mel like don't say that's from Aaron and Apple that's just like take your time and and feel good about what you're doing and and, and feel it too like don't like rush through it like man this was a really the 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 ticket buying experience the putting your group together um who's gonna go that night your outfit your like how you're gonna get there like you know the pictures that you take like maybe take everything in instead of rushing through all that you've you know used to do yeah. we don't have to do what we used well, that's, to that's, do that's something that going through this the the 
whatever you want to call it, last two years, we've talked about this, is it taught most people what's important. One thing that's very important is to slow down and enjoy the time you have on this spinning ball. I feel like that slow down is really... We were forced to slow down. We were forced Mm -hmm. to stop. Yes. So there's no need need to now that things are getting better again to rush out there to like make up for lost time or anything. It it it's treat everything like you're saying. Yeah. Yourself, it, others, everything preciously and, and we, we enjoy never, it. We never are gonna hopefully have another opportunity in our lives for all of this to be brand new again. Yeah. This this hopefully is the the last time that all well, this gets to be brand new again and so powerful the power yeah. built while it was stopped and so i guess that's kind of my psa or whatever is like let's treat this thing with the respect that it deserves man like what melvin is doing out there that's church and you know these shows are our congregation and I mean, that's just my perspective and viewpoint and whatever, for whatever it's worth. But a, a little gratitude and intention go a long fucking way, man. And we can move mountains as a community. And um, I've seen it. I, I see it all the time. So just a gentle reminder from your fellow freaks at No Simple Road that uh, let's go out there and, and treat this thing that we love doing with the respect that it deserves because it is not uh it is not granted to us it is not for granted so it's it can be gone (laughs) and then go out there and just have fun too too. uh, intention just go have a good time too like (laughs) throw everything out of the water like look sometimes a glass or a cup of tea doesn't have to fucking have the bells and whistles. You just want a fucking tea bag and hot water, you know? So throw away everything we also said and throw caution to the wind and just yeah. go have a fucking good and time do it, too. Do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. We're not like trying to direct yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want anybody like to you be have like, always wanted to go bungee jumping or skydiving and now you feel like now is the time and that's your thing, but do it. Yeah. Have fun. Don't put stuff off. We only have so long. You want but to dress don't. like a spaceman and assless chaps and do bumps of K off a guy named Tree's dreadlocks? Go for it. Yeah, just be respectful around children that are in a lot of these shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, all the other we stuff. We were just too. very, you know, Aaron and I we went to lunch today and we were just being very reflective and just thinking about a lot of different things and just topics that come up. And, you know, it's it's hard for us. It's hard not to talk about music and concerts and festivals in our life because it's our it's life. 80% of our life, you know? And yeah. so it's, uh, it's what our vacations. Yeah. It's, are. it's like the lens that we look through, you know? So well, I think a lot of people that listen have that same lens. Yeah. So we're just giving yeah, our, know you know, thoughts and ideas and, you know, opinions, but honestly they, they change. Cause sometimes I feel like fucking, fucking tension. I just want to go, have fun. That, and I'm not calling fun my intention. I just want to have fun. No shit. But, <laughs> you know, but like it's good to. Re- it's look. It's it's, it's a, both sides both, of the yes, coin. Yes, yes. And it's good to remember that shit. Oh, of course. And it's, it's good, good to, be to forget that shit. Yeah. It's good to <laughs> and, be reminded. And it's good to be reminded. It's good to be reminded. Yeah. You got to be reminding me, Craig. I be forgetting <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah, man. Look. 
the thoughts and opinions expressed on No Simple Road do not necessarily reflect the uh, thoughts opinions and opinions of No, no Simple, Simple Road. road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the truth, man. That is, that is so yeah, true. They can change quickly. Mm-hmm. That's My, I definitely have changed single, a lot. A single yeah. word can move this ship a f- long way off course. So, and, who, sure. and like they say, we're always progressing. I mean, and who is the same person they were last week? Yeah. No, but nobody. No. No, no, no. one. Uh, dude, okay, you want to get deep. What does that even mean? Because last week doesn't exist. All there is is right now. Bro, what's with today today? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, right now, right now. Later. Just later. a second ago, I thought you were an asshole, but now I think you're pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, things change. But nothing now stays the same cool. is the point. Yeah. yeah. So, um, last but not least, I want to say a um, heartfelt thank you to all the people that sent uh, thoughts and good wishes and prayers to Darwin. Um, Darwin is the silent member of No Simple Road. Well, not not silent. always. Yeah, not silent. always silent. <laughs> silent, 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 but, silent, but deadly. deadly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, on Friday night before the pigeon show, he ran to go meet some friends in the driveway and really fucked his leg up. And he's a big one hundred and thirty whatever pound mastiff shepherd. We'll just mix. say thirty. And uh, he. If a big dog like that is limping and can't walk, it's a thing. It's pretty traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody out there with a big dog that knows, especially a big dog getting older, they they're well, they're they're like us. It doesn't matter how old you are, you still think you're puppers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Think you're puppers and can get crazy and And it's tough like seeing him hurt like that and seeing it on his face, like you could see that he wasn't right. It was written all over his face. And just thank you guys so much for all the support and love and comments in, on Instagram. On yeah, page I and- just I, I want to say I really appreciated that because I, I put it up there and I, I took time to make a story because I wanted like Darwin's image to be in whoever was looking at that over and over in different versions because it, it does help to kind of send energy. And it so I, I did it on purpose. I really did. And seeing a cute picture, you're going to just automatically send like a cute vibe like, oh, how cute. And I swear, I feel like it helped. I do, too. That's why. I'm and so I, I, uh, I posted it another on my page um, just saying thank you and, you know, sent a little video. So don't ever think that positive energy um, isn't enough. It really, really reaches through and penetrates through walls uh, time and space yeah and he is i would say 55 to 60 percent better than i'll call it a good 60 because he's been putting some weight on that leg where he couldn't do it at all but i want to um give a special shout out to pj because pj hit me up out of the blue the other day to ask how darwin was after he saw your post and then he's checked on him again today like I appreciate oh, we've had, we've had multiple people do that. So PJ, Cody, Danae, um, Brooke. And like I said, he is the silent but deadly member of this show. <laughs> and it, like what you guys don't know or ever see, um, even on YouTube and stuff, is that he's in the room with us every time we do an interview. He's always laying and close talk, to us. Yeah, and his energy is part of this show. Yeah, and, it is. And, and part of No Simple Road and everything that we do and he was uh, in our original our, our original uh logo that, logo yeah. that mike did from wicked awesome 
did for us. So just it means a lot that you guys care care and gave him support and he felt it and he's getting better. And the vet is actually coming to the house on Friday to give him a once over because he's insane and you can't take him to a regular vet or he'll kill everybody. So we have him coming to the house. A little bit of an exaggeration. That's how, that's how, big, that's how big he is. He's like a whore. <laughs> like a like a whore. You got usually have a vet mm-hmm. come out to take care of your horses. He's he's a horse. Yeah, yeah. for horse sure. Dog. Horse anyway, dog. Thanks, you guys. You're you're an awesome community, and we appreciate you. And uh, I once one last thing. Get your tickets for Skull and Roses, man. Skull and Roses. Come hang Skull out with us. And roses. Get your tickets. Get your outfits. Get your dancing partners. Get all of the stuff that you need. I, to I just have like a to mention too, time. if you guys weren't aware of it, it's on the beach. There's what? a beach. There's a beach that, involved. Oh, there is definitely a beach. Yeah, I just wanted to stress that again. Thanks, thanks for letting everybody know it's on the beach. Yeah, we talked about that before. I don't get real excited about the beach, but no. it's different when you're down there at Skull and Roses. It's yeah. so cool. Um, uh, yeah, we all love right. you guys. We're gonna we're gonna ski daddle. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about our week next week. We will have a. Uh, a couple of really good episodes for you next week. We're going to have um, Jeremy from Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. And what's the other one we're doing? Jennifer? No. Oh, no. Um, uh, Club to Elf, Mike That's Rivard. Right. Mike Rivard oh, from Club yes. to Elf. You, oh, my gosh. You guys. In the yeah, same if you haven't heard of Club to Elf, start doing your homework now. You won't be disappointed. Go well, listen. I was going to say in the same vein where Melvin said that he's only told this story once. Mike also says the same exact thing about a story that he talks about in his, um, that is so one, so grateful that, that he felt open enough. Same thing with Melvin, that he felt open enough to share that. And two, when people say that and they haven't shared something, there's power behind it for the first time. So really take that in because that interview with Mike, it left us speechless at the end. We were kind of like in awe mm-hmm. yeah. and and then his music he sent us his, him playing his instrument on the beach and it was like a blessing so can't wait till all of y'all hear He's that a very next powerful week. person yeah <laughs> so visit club Elf. stay tuned for more good stuff next week we will be back with more stuff and things Remember, you guys, take care of each other. It's yeah. important. And smile at a stranger. I always, I always feel like saying to you, without further ado, No Simple Road gives you the end of the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you do it? yeah you just did it. it was, Hang it up. just did it. <laughs> yeah. No. Love one another. Love yourself. Be kind.
listeners. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hi, this is Paul Phelps. And this is Monica Strutt. And we're from the Daily Music Business Podcast. We're joined by a number of other really great hosts in creating daily content with great advice for independent musicians just like you. That's right. We put out episodes daily on all topics from music marketing to branding, advice on signing with a manager and label and anything else you need to up-level the business side of your music career. We've got it covered. Subscribe to the Daily Music Business Podcast today on your favorite podcast catcher. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform.